Hey everyone, you're listening to Are We Rolling? This is episode 38. My name is Gary. Hey, my name is Derek. And how has your week been? Um, here and there. I mean, it's a bit here and there. Um, a bit of work. Uh, not that busy yet, but no. Um, there will be some work in the next few weeks. Mm. So things have been quite, quite, quite alright on my yeah. end. I guess it seems like uh, new de- new developments are gonna turn up soon because of a of, right. of our budget that was recently oh, released. Right. Yeah. So everyone was pretty interested to see, you know, what are we gonna get? Yeah. Have you know? we been caught up with the budget twenty twenty one? I I, I, I kind of briefed really, very yeah. fast. I, I didn't really get like details on it. I'm but ashamed to say I haven't been really like up to date with whatever's on the newspaper as of yet. But mm. I'm gonna uh, yeah get but into from, that soon. From what I've seen, um, I think they. They they seem to be helping the unemployed correct bunch pretty well this time from yeah, yeah. from what I know I I don't know the details but they're they're targeting specific sectors like yeah. the tourism sectors and the retail sectors because you know understandably those are the two main sectors that are uh, hit quite badly during the COVID seasons mm. uh, so yeah that it's a it's a humongous help from them I think yeah and hopefully for the Arts and the media sector Correct. as well. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully help it's boost not them up. Left in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, other than that, uh, another thing that has been going on this week is the US election. Yeah. Which the American course, election. <laughs> if, even if you're in like the end of the world, you would get some news about it some yeah, way. Yeah. So the, the live stream is pretty much 24 7 kind of a, a kind of a thing. Like none of them in the news channel are sleeping. Kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, all kudos to them, but you know, they are they are really giving it all, even during the COVID thing going on, like really, really badly. Yeah, over there. I've seen a lot of like actually very good memes about it. Yes. Uh, about about the 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 anchors and like how they perceive the news. Yeah, and yeah. there's one uh, about CNN. You know, they there's there's a guy who's uh who has like Google Maps open, mm, mm, and mm. then he. He does like a CNN anger thing. Is like, oh, you know, so this county, you know, has uh, this mm. amount of votes for Biden. But then if you go deeper, so it's like he keeps zooming in and in and in. <laughs> it's like, okay, this golf club has used yeah. to support this and this. So it's like, like it's funny to watch anchors trying to make the election look very interesting, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. from what one thing I always like, um, especially even in the the last election, is that is the like, like the technology they use, like the big boards yeah. and the big TV and like. It's, it seems pretty cool, you know, to track everything. Those news people in America have budget, man. Yeah. The kind of budget <laughs> that we can only dream of over here. Like, the kind of interactivity machines and the tech that they have with their cameras and stuff is, like, next level. The, the, the kind of thing you wouldn't think necessary for a news channel. Mm. But, again, it makes up for a more interesting programmer to make, you know. Yeah. And, you know, by the time you hear this episode, uh, we don't know what development yeah, is gonna come up to see the next episode when you hear us you would already know who's the next you might know president that, who States? the president is yeah, already yeah, um, probably yeah but you know it might be challenged yeah, um, yeah. from what it looks like because uh, yeah. right now biden is just leading by like a hairline yeah i mean it's it's very close like it's the closest margins you could ever like I think from uh, that's like one state in Georgia. Georgia, I think correct. It's like we're both of them like are like forty nine point four percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were talking point six, point seven, like point, like point percentage kind yeah, of a, yeah. kind of a number. Were you expecting this kind of number, or were you expecting a kind of an easy landslide for the other side? Uh, I, to be honest, I wasn't really expecting anything. I didn't. I wasn't really gonna focus yeah. on the election, but in a way, I guess I thought Trump would win again. Uh, okay, okay. 
Biden, you know, he was uh, Obama's vice president, but he didn't seem like someone who is like who who is who is like the man with the plan. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it's yeah, and he didn't really fit the role of like a, a someone that the new millennials or the young people correct, would correct. want. You know, so yeah. I think part of it is why it's so close. Yeah. Yeah, because I think some people still feel like, oh yeah, Trump is bad, but Biden is like, I don't know what like, to like, get like, from him. Like <laughs> Trump is bad, but he still did the job. Yeah. Kind of. So I mean, yeah. the American. I mean, we we're talking like more than I, I've read somewhere that you know the most disappointing thing wasn't the fact that even though Biden, let's just say Biden came out of this race being the victor, you know, let's just say Biden won this. Um, but the the most disappointing fact that it's more than forty eight percent of Americans still believe Trump is like a legible president. So that fact right there is the most disappointing. Like coming out of like in the eyes of the outside world, looking in, looking at a the country as big as America is. So they they're, they're kind of like there's half of you that still thinks a guy like that should run the office for the next four years, like. Uh, th- that that fact alone is like mind blowing like to me at least so I mean I'm I'm a bit surprised why is it so close like we're really talking like mm-hmm. neck to neck like you know uh, uh, taking away those states and, and we're talking like like 0.5% 0.6% different margin you know? yeah. and then they're you know at this moment they're still counting in all this like ballot mail they're still on the way like the last number I saw was like the total ballot mail was like 60 plus million Mm, yeah, ballot mail that they still haven't counted. By now, they should be you know seventy percent in mm-hmm. in the countings, and um, yeah, I'm not gonna pretend like I know what's the update right now, but things are developing like literally every second right now. You know, like you just tune in, like you and just go YouTube and just put on NPC or CBC, uh, NPC and live stream will you know will blast you with the latest updates of like who's winning the county and who's winning this and that, and it's yeah, it's by the minute. It's quite a quite a close very very close race and um yeah it, it should, i'm smelling the the news should be coming up soon like very very soon i yeah i hope so it, it's been going on very long um yeah. i part of me thinks is you know the whole covid thing this year it, it's also because of that it's yeah. definitely a big reason and i think Correct. a lot of like working class people families businesses that are yeah. in like the middle of america Correct. you know they the if, states. if they've already <laughs> benefited from trump yeah. Uh, you know reigns and policies then you know mm. there's no reason why they should change it especially with the pandemic going on but yeah. it's, it's um to relate it back to our field you know like Hollywood people um, mm. and Derek and I we follow quite a lot of those actors and you know directors on Instagram mm-hmm. so like every post every story is about voting and make yeah. the vote count yeah, and yeah. you know do you know about this information or what or what, or what? Yeah. so uh, you can see how contrasting you know these groups of people are um those who are by like live who lives in california or new york and mm. those who live in like maybe ohio or something like that yeah but uh yeah ho- uh, hopefully we can see how it will yeah. turn up and how it affects the film industry you know it will be very interesting yeah. to see that yeah and to see what will be the relationship between different different countries you know like what will happen between us and America in the next four years, whoever's sitting in a, in a, in a new office. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting development of uh, whoever takes over the office. Yep. Like how they handle a COVID case and whatnot. But I think that should be the main priority because right now the cases are like 
is astronomical numbers. I mean, yeah. Every time you see on TV, there are people gathering everywhere. Yeah, I, so. mean, I was looking at like, what? Like a low six-figure daily numbers or something. Like that. That's like, like for outside people looking in, they're like, okay, that's a, but if I'm an American, I would freak the shit out, man. It's like, you're talking about 100, 200,000 cases daily. We're not doing it too shabby either. You know, apparently we are recording like one plus a uh, 1k plus a day like yesterday or something like that so yeah that, that was a bit it's just quite high really for us yeah. already yeah yeah it's like a recorded new high or something like that. and you know i mean malls are empty right now but you can still see you know we're back into the whole uh you know uh, uh slightly after cmco kind of like festivities going on here we're still going around we're not really practicing social distancing as much as i can see the parks are still filled up stuff like that and uh you know people are already talking about third wave you know like how and and when is it going to be approaching and if we can weather through this and it's like uh it's it's, it's quite insane la. i predict the third wave to be doing when you know, i think it's like chinese new year 2021 yeah because that would be a bit like even before christmas oh you're predicting I mean, even lower even i don't know that? like oh, no, holiday season could coming be, could up be, yeah, yeah. So... i mean Anybody in the right mind would still have the mood to go <laughs> New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll be a very different New Year's Eve yeah, this yeah. year. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So that's all the politics we have for today. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk uh, back about things that we know. Um, yeah. Scale to a very different yeah. kind of politics. So Derek, uh, you want to talk a bit about what's happening with Roe? Yeah, so uh, Ro, the uh, feature film debut of writer-director Emmy as one, who we had the we had the pleasure of interviewing him for one of our episodes of the you know the the spoiler chat for the film. Um, to reiterate back, you know, the film is really good. Um, I mean, me and Garrick really likes it. Um, and then we got news that re- really, really recently, uh, actually, like this past week alone, uh, Ro just got into submission, submitted into the Academy. Uh, awards, you know, for best foreign film category. So, how are the system being doing? I mean, I mean, every year there'll be like countries submitting films and stuff, and then they'll go through like uh one or two rounds of like selections and stuff before they end up as the top five, which are gonna be nominated in the main event itself, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm not too, I'm not too familiar with this. I'm not, I'm not selection. very familiar about the process as well, yeah, but yeah. I, I assume it's something like that. Yeah, correct. Filtering correct, correct. Yeah. and then yeah, just going down to the top Correct, five. Yeah. So we're talking like um every year if every year every other country around the world submitting their film, we're talking like close to like 60, 70, even 80 plus films being submitted altogether, which would then narrow down to like, you know, top twenty, top ten, which will again gonna be narrowed down to the top five. The top five, which um last year it was won by Bong Jun Hu. Parasite. Parasite yeah, yeah. Correct? Yeah. Uh, which later went on to win Best Picture, which is in and of itself is like a historic night in and of itself but yeah so raw like what do you think of it man it's like a it's a huge news it's, to be it's fair it's definitely a great accomplishment uh you yeah. know as malaysians uh and yeah it's, it's really good for the team for kuman pictures shout out to yeah shout Amir out to kuman pictures and, well. yeah. and you know all of them cuz it's insane insane achievement actually yeah they they've really done a good job with it i was looking through the list of malaysian made films in 2020 and mm. i not to speak down of other films but I can safely yeah. say that this was the, the, the better eligible the more eligible no one yeah suitable uh, movie yeah, yeah. to be uh, submitted uh, to the Oscars and another possible mm. one that you know could have been was 
maybe uh, Garden of the Evening Mist. I don't know. Um, Another one that I can I, think of. I'm not too sure if that particular film is like a a, a Malaysian. Yeah, it, it was made full on Malaysian. Yeah, it was yeah, produced yeah. Uh, it has, by Malaysian companies. Correct, so. correct. Because it has like a uh, it's like like a co-production between three different countries. You know, Singapore, Taiwan, and Malaysia. So I'm not too sure. Mm. Who's staking claim and like you know whose whose film yeah, yeah, yeah. that is? But, but yeah, but that yeah, that I would mean, be the I, other option that I can think of. It's a good of. film. Yeah, I really like that film as well. But Ro, I mean, yeah, it's a it'll be very interesting. I mean, we would know the official, you know, the official final nominees like sometime in the late December. Sometime in December, if not mistaken, yeah, they usually yeah. would they usually would release the uh, nominee list mm-hmm. during that time. Um, we will know by then, you know, if Ro ever makes it. To the to the you know to be the first film in Malaysia to ever mix it to the the top five yeah, you know the yeah. best uh, best foreign film that would be that in and of itself it would be very 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 big yeah uh, a little uh, tidbit about Ro uh, it had it had its world premiere at uh, Singapore's uh, film festival and yeah. then it also played in Is it, wasn't it recent yeah about this year like, like, yeah. yeah. And then it also played in uh, Italy at the Udine Far mm. East Festival. Yep, Udine, it also yeah. went to US. Um, yeah, went to quite a few festivals. Did a pretty yeah. good campaign run. Army really, really, really pushed that film to a lot of places, yeah. which is yeah. not easy to begin with. But it's um, yeah, all the friends that you make, man, along the way. Yeah, and for <laughs> a, a modest budget, correct art housey kind of horror film. Yeah. you know, I, that, yeah, that's we're, good. We're, we're talking, we're talking about a film that doesn't really have like a million dollar budget tag mm-hmm. on it yeah, you know and yet yeah. yeah and yet you know we're, we're, we're going to that far so um yeah it's it's shout out to them like i really hope the film will will make it somehow yeah because I, I mean to be fair i'm not too sure who are the other competitors i mean i mean you know with sundance and Khan's being you know um kind of like came by and when this you know, during the COVID season and stuff. So, you know, uh, yeah. you don't really hear all this like acclaim other films that's coming up from all these other festivals that may shed a light on who will be nominated in the final Oscars. Yeah. So, yeah. So, nothing, not, not, well, in nothing terms came of to foreign mind right films, now. I don't really know a whole lot as well. Yeah, correct. Um, correct, correct. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do our research for, for when, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, the, yeah, yeah. the list actually Nothing comes that up. jumps up. You know, like, you know, in the past few years, you can you can hear immediately, like, you know, Parasite made waves in Cannes last time. And then, uh, you know, Portrait of a Lady and Fires, you know, they, they made a lot of waves as well. But you know, Lee, like, uh, Lee Chang Dong had a movie out. Burning. Oh, no. Uh, the new one with Ethan Hawke. Is it? Oh, right. Or oh, is that uh, a different director? I think. There was one with Ethan, Ethan Hawke and Juliet Benoit. I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a different. I want to say it's a different yeah, yeah, yeah. foreign director. I think it's a. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the the Japanese director Hirokazu? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Korida. It's Korida. Yes, yes. Yeah. So. So that yeah, uh, that could be included because it's definitely a, a foreign film. So. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Correct. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So you know, did you know that Malaysia has been submitting uh to the Oscars since two thousand and four, but of course none correct, correct. of our movies ever got in. So. I saw that post that Ami Mohamad uh uh you know he wrote basically his um uh, pointers and argument of why we should always submit films into film festivals every year, even though that 
you know, like you 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 may you may receive few different advices from few different sites saying that oh, why should you do that anyway? It's not gonna yield any results. But Amir Muhammad's whole argument was that why not? You know, is the whole point of making films you should push it down to <laughs> even put it put it down to like quote unquote exposure, you know, like it or not, that's one way of getting other countries to know where we came from, our films, our quality and I gotta say he made pretty compelling argument that you know that 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 really really hard to deny and it only makes the case even harder of why uh role should be you know should be pushed to 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 Oscars because why not you know in the end of the day because you know you should try your chances every chance you get yeah you, know? you wouldn't try and then you wouldn't know so yeah we will try to uh capture the uh the pro the progression of it you know when oscars start yeah. coming in and then we'll also talk about how they are gonna do it um this I, i'm so very next year. curious yeah. about the process i'm really really curious about the yeah, process. Yeah. like i mean um you know for those of us who are like you know who are watching oscars at home like we may not necessarily know the behind the scene processes of how this like you know okay fine your film's nominated and then what you know and 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 then what are you gonna like just pack up your coat and dresses to like do you, you're gonna choose what you're gonna wear in the red carpet or what you know we would i mean i personally would love to know the, the process that goes behind it all right um so that is about role and uh i guess now we're going to go into our main topic yeah. which is quite a quite a, a juicy one i would huh. say <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so recently, uh, Sean Connery, an actor I think everyone knows, uh, yeah. recently passed away, Correct. and you know, you usually you'd get a lot of condolences, uh, people talking about his career and the things yeah. he has done, and um, but I mean, still, you know, when all said and done, still rest in peace, yeah, because yeah. you know, uh, Sir Sean Connery. Because, uh, you know, he's an actor best known for uh, playing James Bond. For playing for James Bond in, in movies yeah. like Dr. No, Goldfinger, from Russia right. with Love. Right. Yeah. I might not be that... Uh, I'm not that old to be growing up during the James Bond mm. era that he starred in. But, you know, the, the, the films that I remember him from, like from Michael Bay's The Rock, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is, <laughs> weirdly enough, which is his last film, actually, mm. before he decided to, like, kind kind of, like, semi-retired from the film yes. world and then he's just like ex just like you know disappeared into the wilderness so to speak yeah and then he played Indiana Jones seen, yeah, yeah, the father, uh, uh, yeah. The, the yeah the father to uh, Harrison Ford's character and yeah I mean I mean when he does it he's uh, oh Hunt for Red, uh, Hunt for Red October yeah. as well when he plays the characters, he really plays it with the intensity that not many actors really have. So that's that. I need to rewatch The Rock again. Actually, I've been I've been I've never seen to it. That. I heard it's good. Really, Michael Bay's yeah, Michael Bay's I've Rock? never seen it. Yo, that's I would argue is one of his best film. Like it was one of Michael Bay's best film. Like I mean, when whenever we thought of Michael Bay, like we we think of like the stuff that he did to Transformers and stuff, yeah. but Bad Boys and whatnot. But The Rock is like the singular. Uh, one of the more memorable films that he has in his, like throughout his career, and everyone who is involved in that film, like from Nicolas Cage to Sean Connery to to the guy who played the villain, which I've forgotten the name, and everything that goes on in the film is spectacular. It's like the the most uh, late nineties, early two thousands action film that you can mm, ever think of, yeah. being done and being executed really, really well. So I mean, yeah, like recommendation, everyone should go watch The Rock. I'm not too sure if it's on Netflix. 
but yeah it's it's a really really good yeah, uh, yeah. it's a really really good film. yeah he's yeah he's definitely a re- very uh, celebrated actor and then yeah. uh yeah so but you know right after that you know there, there, there seems to be does. news yeah. or like controversy about um a thing that he said back then about mm. particularly about beating or like slapping his, women his treatment yeah of his women. treatment of women so yeah. uh to put things into context um in playboy magazine i think Correct. 1965 yep, yep, yep. um he 65 yeah, man so you can imagine how many years ago it was so yeah, that's the height of james bond right yeah, yeah. That, it's that around it's around that time bond. i think yeah. um yeah. he he has he th- he wrote in it um and he quote um saying uh, I don't think there is anything particularly wrong about hitting a woman, although oh, I don't recommend doing it in the same way that you'd hit a man. Unquote. And then he has another one. Uh, that's another a, quote. That's a... Wait, wait for this. And he has another yeah. quote that says, uh, if a woman is a bitch or hysterical or bloody-minded continually, uh, then I'd do it. Then unquote. <laughs> so, yeah. so back then, you know, he has already been saying things like this. Um, yeah. But... You know, in the 60s, Man, I can only it's kind of the time if, where you kind of give a pass or like you don't really think much about it. Yeah, yeah. There's not many mediums that your view can be projected as of like today, whereas you have the whole entire social media at the palm of your hand mm. where you can like, you know, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, Playboy magazine is like a huge publication even back in the day. Yeah. So I'm pretty yeah. sure every every uh, man and especially woman who read the interview must have been like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it would be a Paul. That's one. But you know, number two. But he's a. I'm pretty sure Sean Connery was like a huge movie star back in the day. You know, back when he was giving that interview. So maybe they were giving him a pass because of that. You know, international movie star kind of a status. Mm. But it's really hard to say. But I mean, number one, it's really hard to say without reading the full context of the interview. Like, I really need to like. I don't yeah, know if you can read really any more context true. into it. Yeah. Uh, but okay, but that's the 65 quote. Mm. There's another one in 1993 in Vanity Fair. And then he says, uh, quote, that's what they're looking for. The ultimate confrontation. They want a smack. Unquote. <laughs> okay. But then in 2006, um, he suddenly sort of reversed his stance. His, uh, um, his defense. Yeah, he said yeah. in the London Times, uh, and quote, my view is I don't believe that any level of abuse against women is ever justified under any circumstances. Full stop. Unquote. So, mm. in a way, he, he sort of backtracked on it. But mm. because of his passing, you know, um, and also the fact that his first wife actually had a, an autobiography uh, book and she said that he, you know, used to be quite abusive in their marriage. Correct. Correct. And yeah. then people started to dig up this... Uh, while they were, I guess, writing the news or, you know, talking about him and then mm, 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 mm. it just blew up, uh, you know? Yeah, 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 It's the same case happened when uh, Gary Oldman won the Oscar for uh, Churchill uh, um, uh, some few years back and then there was this report yes, that, you know, yeah. the minute that he won the Academy Award and then the next few days was the whole report of, like, how um, his ex-wife or was it his current wife, like, once reported, like, abuse, like, how, you know, he... he uh, choke her while she was trying to dial nine one one or something like that. So it gave us this whole impression of like you know Gary Oldman isn't really the you know the 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 man that everyone think he is. But again, you know it's uh, I mean the, not denying that this thing happened, but for it to pop up after a news of like uh, of such uh stature, you know, whenever 
the guy won something or whenever in Sean Connery's case was like whenever he passed, you know, when he when he's you know, his passing. So it's like all this news kinda of cropped up, it's like like one can't help but wonder like, okay, but you know, it's like very clickbaity age that we're in, you know, you have to find some dirt on the guy. Like he has to do something, you know, back in the yeah. day that kinda of like shades his name and Therefore, you know. Yeah, it's this kind of thing is can be very touchy because I know a lot of Correct. people, like our friends, um, you know, are quite vocal about things <laughs> like this. And I know which one. And Derek, Derek and I are people where you know we, of course, we don't condone violence against yes, women yes, or yes, men yes, yes, or yes. violence yeah. of any sort. No. Nope. And yeah, uh, you know, we also we we understand, you know, humans are not perfect. Everyone mm. makes mistakes, you know, mm. whether we want to or we or not. And mm. the timing, I guess, just seemed very, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's not a coincidence, yeah. that's yeah. for sure, you know. For it appear like you know a day or two after his passing is a bit like yeah, uh, it's yeah. a bit too soon kind of a thing attached to it, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I, mean, I can totally understand from like yeah. the women's perspective Correct. of uh, years of taking abuse, of being condescended, mm. condescended by, and then mm. um, being uh, you know being looked down upon in yeah. in the in the work industry and every everything else. Um, mm. And you know what he said was of course quite terrible. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't is, sound. It, it doesn't Put sound it good. It's not good. No, Whether not. he did abuse his wife or not we don't know it's yeah. a he said she said kind of thing yeah. there's no yeah. proof even though people always say believe yeah. the victims but yeah. it's very weird when you see it the way uh, because you know one could argue even a character of James Bond is a bit sliding on a misogynistic side yeah. of things you know like you know like I mean like James Bond in a Sean Connery era you know the James Bond in those films are basically asshole mm. like you know, like, just, you know just, doesn't they're sort of portrayed oh. as misogynistic yeah. very yeah, 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 kind yeah. of like bravado-esque yeah, yeah. And, and, and people live for that I mean, I mean we're talking those like those men are supposed to look like correct. sex I mean, symbols yeah they, they look up to him like you know those, those kind of things so it's maybe like the characters that he's projecting back in the day that somehow uh, may or may not seep into his actual personality or maybe he's just playing a character or maybe he's just you know like you know he's just playing character off screen or, you know that kind of thing so he's just like displaying what everybody wants how he wants the public to basically view him as a as a as a public status as an actor and a person so you know that's that you know hey. uh, James Bond as a misogynistic character can be a whole other podcast episode in and of itself yeah. but I'm not too well versed in the James Bond universe well I guess in terms of James Bond uh, if you compare it from back then until now you know I think it, it has definitely changed a lot. It has, it has. A lot. Like a the lot. nuances of what James Bond really is, yeah. it's like it's 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 more internal, it's more psychological now. Yeah. As it should be. Like yeah. I mean, um um the way the way films have like uh treated the main characters like in the past ten years or so has changed dramatically. And then we like like you say, we're starting to see how characters projected uh uh project psychologically psychologically from uh outside, uh inside out and stuff, you know. Like you don't see like characters like Batman being portrayed the same as he was portrayed back in the sixties, you know, like you know, the, when Adam West was playing, and it was more of a comical, uh, none too serious sort of thing. And then Christopher Nolan kind of took it to the next level. So it's the same thing where, you know, when Daniel Craig, uh, took over the, uh, Bond role and then kind of like 
made him not only necessarily a sex symbol, but also a tragic character in, in and of itself. And that makes the film much more compelling in a way and better films, you know, as a result. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, back to Sean Connery. Um, uh, you know, I, I think the main, not main, but like just an issue that I, I guess I sort of have <laughs> with it is not mm. on... What oh, he yeah, said. You, you said you had a controversial, oh, it's minor not controversial. Very controversial. I just think like you know, it's it seems like a a problem now that people keep uh, you know keep bringing up the past and Correct. not and catching like every little thing that doesn't sip, seem to fit in twenty twenties culture, you yeah. know. But even though things back then are like from a different year and a different context, and it you know it's it's different, you know. It's like mm, everything mm, that mm. happened with uh, Louis C.K. or like uh, we can name all the lot. actors, we, you know, we, that we, that we know. A, we, we, we have an idea on how to make an episode um, where we talk about how um, uh, separating artists yeah, from the yeah. art and the politics that goes around their careers and stuff. You know, it all began like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Roman Polanskis uh, and the Woody Allens, you know, back in the day where, you know, you have their controversies and how people view their career and their filmography and this question of like, I won't see Manhattan the same way anymore after I know what Woody Allen does, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you have that kind of like questions being going around and then the Harvey Weinstein thing happened and then the Louis C.K. thing happened and then the Aziz Ansari Countless, you know, we're talking like a lot of artists that gone through yeah. this uh, similar case of having just uh, reports of, you know, alleged case being brought upon them and like how it may or may not have, did, have left this like permanent stain in their career right until this, this year. And, and uh, some are justified as well. Some correct. are yeah, yeah. true, you know, and then it, when evidence, when evidence is them there, and, uh, yeah. but like in, in in the case of Aziz Ansari, <coughs> it's a she said thing. Correct. In an correct. 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 Article. It's an article. I remember reading the D article yeah, that yeah. apparently like put his name onto it, and I can't and see no one that even article. asked like Aziz's correct. side correct, of correct, the story. Correct. And I, I always I always listen to Bill Burr. He's like one of my favorite comedians, <laughs> and he. Hates like this sort of thing. He yeah. hates people who like don't it's a witch don't hunt. give yeah. due diligence or yeah, like yeah. Are, are active enough to find evidence to support yeah. what they're saying. You know, they just say, "Oh, the victim oh. says this," so we have to believe that right away. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, everything's driven by driven by a, a tweet nowadays. You know, uh, every 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 loophole is being driven by a single tweet that sets off a witch hunt upon that single person. You know, like I mean, we're not brushing aside. The fact that, you know, some of those uh, uh, were justified in the crime, you know, like Harvey Weinstein in particular, uh, Kevin Spacey in, in a way, you know, yeah. which has like, you know, trials and court cases against him. And uh, I'm pretty sure we can name one or two more, but yeah, it's... And, it's and people, people like, uh, you know, would say that it's a very PC world now, right? Even the thing with the witches... Apparently, like when you portray, oh yeah, I saw act, that a person with um deformities or like uh limbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, abnormal limbs and all, you know, correct, and you show correct. the character being very like bad or violent. It's yeah. wrong, and I'm like, but isn't that the character? It's a film. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a film. Do like people in the not original? know how to differentiate between actors or yeah. in real life, you know, and characters? Yeah. I mean, that case to which Anne Hathaway kind of like apologized for. She but did, again. but I, I, 
Yeah, I guess There's I only, just don't know what the problem one is. One thing that came um, um, to my mind was the whole Scarlett Johansson, uh, not Ghost in the Shell thing, was the, 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 the film that she's going to... Being cast as the uh, trans person. Yes, uh, Rub and Tuck, was it? Rub and Tuck, the title? Yeah. And then uh, the production got shut down after that. To which got shut down and then she left the project because, uh, you know, she said something like, was it a community who doesn't the, want her yeah, to portray yeah, because... Yeah they wanted a real transgender yep. to actually portray the, the transgender character, the main, the main lead of the yep. film. And then again, Skarjo kind of like, you know. Um, In a way, she was way. forced to apologize. Correct. You know, correct. Or else and, they would just keep going after her. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, it always goes back to the case of like, Skarjo, um, Scarlett Johansson is like, um, a talented actress, one, and number two, Someone she's a big name in Hollywood. Film. Correct. She's a big name in Hollywood and if you were to put her in front of your film, that film will sell and whatever subject matter they're portraying in the film will be, will drive itself to audiences worldwide. And isn't that the whole point of making a of making movie? Would, would you want your movie to be seen like hundreds of countries around the world? I'm pretty sure you would want to, but... So, so the problem with that, of course, uh, then people yeah. would say, you know, so only trans people can play trans characters. Correct. Only gay people can play gay characters. Co- you know, yeah. we, isn't the fact that an actor is supposed to pretend like, you know, they are that character. Yeah. So then where are the lines now? You know, in 2020, yeah. what can we do? What can we not actually do? Yeah, separating the separating the the very very blurry line between art and politics, like for me, it shouldn't even it should be a separate issue to begin with. Like it should be those two worlds should never intersect. Just leave the art world alone. The pol- you can keep your politics out of my film, and that's how a film can. Uh, organically grow from there, you know, in terms of stories and whatnot, you know, you, you can't just let politicians and, and the community be making the decisions on your side. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, again, it's a controversial topic yeah, to dive yeah. into, but it, it would definitely help a lot as well to get other voices on this. Um, Correct. And, you know, Derek and I, you know, we definitely, we understand, you know, everyone wants to have a voice now. Oh. They want to make sh- you know, they want to, make sure like their life and their future, you know, um, from whatever context or background they come from, you know, they want it to be uh, corrected based yeah. on what happened in the past, you know, but Let, yeah. I guess we just have to look at it in different situations. We can't like put the whole blanket on the whole thing and say, okay, yeah, yeah. we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like right now. Okay. You know, Sean Connery gave an interview where he said slapping woman is fine. Okay. Great. It's an, uh, mid 60s so now you're not gonna watch Goldfinger again no I'm pretty sure you're gonna watch Goldfinger again sometime soon so it's like cause Goldfinger guess what Goldfinger is a good movie The Rock is a good movie so you shouldn't discredit the entire the entire guy's filmography just because of that few interview they gave out that may reflect his actual personality in person but like you know, it's it's yeah, it's just a really hard topic to to ever discuss again, you know. And I'm pretty sure this thing will happen from time to time again. Uh we can only guess for for which actor and, and stuff. It's yeah, it's just it's just yeah it's just yeah. depressing new, new whenever you come across this kind of always start from Hollywood and from liberals, from young <laughs> millennials, and then it just the sort keyboard of warriors streamlines down the pipe on yeah. social media, yeah. on social policing. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting times 
we live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's... That... Can't be too careful on the social media <laughs> as well. It's... Actually, that's the reason why I'm not on it a lot now. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I mean, I'm still on it, yeah. but I don't, like, post things anymore. Correct. Same yeah. here. I, I mean, just, like, I don't want any flag or noise, you know? Like, suddenly I say this thing, then, like... Yeah, you don't want to tweet you now don't like and, it, like, then, okay. nine years later and being rediscovered the tweet, you know, that, you know... That uh, who, who was that? Oh, James Gunn. James, James Gunn was Gunn. the one that yeah, yeah, yeah tweeted that, that. Even that. after he apologized, <laughs> even even after he apologized, and then the funny thing is, both company that kind of like fired him, kind of like hired him back to do that said film that he left for, which is really like justice served. So, yeah, they like they had to fire him to please the fans. But then yeah. after that, I was like, oh no, we, after we, need, a direct, oh, we no, need a director. We need a James Gunn anyway, so yeah. why not just hire we, we him back? We need a director then... actually, so okay, just yeah. come back. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. So it's, it's a, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's the same case with, uh, who was that? Uh, who's the host? Um, um, the black comedian, um, the, the one that, uh, because of that one joke, he was fired off hosting Oscars. Uh, it's, it's Kevin Hart. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. Kevin he Hart, talked yeah. about, I think, homosexuals. Or he tweeted correct. about something. It's like an age-old yeah, tweet yeah. back in the it's day. It's like and a then, bad joke that he did back then. And then, uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's it's a tweet. You know, it's a tweet that he just left off. Uh, something about, um, I, 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 will, I'm a, I will slap my son if he ever going to dress as a girl or something like that, something along that line. And then Academy kind of like uh, gave him an ultimatum on whether you should apologize, apologize and continue to show or leave. And then he kind of like took the latter option and kind of like, okay, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to apologize for my action because it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I agree with that because it's like, you shouldn't just, you know, like, again, it's a, it's but, a, but you know what's it's pleasing the big wheels of the corporations yeah, and whatnot, yeah. you know, it's, but you know, what's interesting about that? It, it's usually when celebrities uh, are being called out for this. You know, mm. um, it's the liberals or the young people who are criticizing them, but you don't see a lot of the working class or like the middle America people yeah. talking back. Care. But <laughs> when you have someone like Donald Trump tweeting that sort of same thing, <laughs> not in not in the sixties, not in the seventies, like but, like, but like in twenty twenty today. No, no, yeah. There's no flack about it. Instead, yeah. he gets to go to the top of the White House and yeah. not get cancelled. What kind of a crazy double standard are we talking about here it's, it's you know it's exactly that so it's oh my god interesting times again it's this yeah. happening yeah. thing uh, times that we're living in but it's really really uh, so yeah. yeah that's all the Sean Connery thing we have uh, for this episode <laughs> and uh, but still rest in peace yeah. you know, Sir, Sir Sean yeah. Connery like um, rewatch some of his old films uh, I actually, he's still yeah I actually like I, League of uh, Extraordinary Gentlemen I think it's a fine movie it's it's a fine movie, yeah. It's a fine movie, and weirdly, I enough, think they wanted to remake it again. I'm not too I, sure. I have, I have heard noises. Um, again, Alan. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> the material being written by Alan Moore again. Yeah. You have that obstacle number one and number two. I'm not too sure how you're gonna remake that film in current times, and uh, uh, it would be very interesting. I would rather see it as a ten episode Netflix series. If you ask yeah, me personally, yeah. yeah. I mean, nowadays you can kind of like ten episode anything, and I would kind of like watch it. Um, but you know, uh, that material especially. But I mean, like I remember, um, it took him quite a while for him to say yes to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, because before that, he was being offered multiple roles that went on to become like huge movie iconic role. One of them being Gandalf in Lord of the Ring, before uh Ian McKellen ever said yes to the role. 
the uh, Gandalf was supposedly offered to uh, Sean Connery and then he read the material and he just straight up said, I don't get it. <laughs> just like walk off. He just it, said, I do not get Lord Rings at all. I do not understand any of this. And he just walk off. It happens with a lot of actors, well, right? They, 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 with him especially. Yeah. Like Sean Connery said, like, I don't understand to a lot of scripts. And those scripts went on to become like huge films afterwards. And then, and then, and then he's kind of like, and they say yes to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And then the film kind of like performed badly in box office. And it, that kind of like scarred him. And then he basically just uh, exit Hollywood and kind of like never been heard of again until his passing recently. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's all right, quite all right. suckish. Cool, cool. Uh, that's all we're going to have for today. Uh, do you have anything that you want to shout out about? Recommendation. Um, I don't have any really. Oh yeah, really? It's been kind of slow I'm, I'm, for me. I don't really watch new stuff. I mean, I did watch um the Netflix horror movie called His House. Um, it's a very very decent movie. Um, it's on Netflix now. Check it out. But right now, you know, seeing how Mank is coming out next month, early next month, so I'm kind of like on my own rewatching back old David Fincher films and stuff. So I was watching Alien Tree the other day, and then I was watching Seven. Um, Seven, which is the single best movie ever made. Um, it's on Netflix, so anyone who hasn't seen it can check it out. Uh, um, I I really love Seven. Like uh, rewatching it back now, like you're seeing like Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, and yeah. again Kevin Spacey. Like you, you know, again like you, you seeing him in that film, kind of like man, he's a he's a great actor. Like he's a, he's an amazing actor. I just had this conversation conversation the other day about how you know how it coincides with our topic of the day of how like people set off witch hunt on like you know like catching all these like predators and uh, in actors and stuff, how they're taking down the person's career and stuff. And then we're talking about it. Like Kevin's, we were, you know, we were talking about Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is a great actor. Like we should never forget that he's the one that made House of Cut works and House of Cut kind of like inevitably made Netflix for what it is now. Like, like, you know, but it sucks to see such news fallen on such an actor because I was like rewatching back seven and when he appeared in the last few since the last half hour of the movie, like spoiler alert for anyone who haven't seen 1995's seven, um, you know, he appeared in the last uh, half hour or so and he's such a great performance. And then you like, I was watching the last final like half hour between, you know, the interplay between Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey. You've never seen that kind of caliber in today's film anymore. And I kind of like, man, there's such a, it's a great film. Like, I mean, Seven is a, it's a, it's a great film. Without Seven, you won't have True Detective. You won't have any of this like true crime drama that's coming out in the past few years. Uh, yeah, it's David Fincher, man. It's a, it's all right. Uh, just great, go great on film. a Fincher film run, you know, up to Main. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I am so excited to catch up in the next few film films like Social Network and uh, Gone Girl. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It's been a while since I've last seen those films as well. Right. Uh, yeah. I'll try to watch one of them as well when I can. Yeah. I mean, homework for Mank, you know, Citizen Kane, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I would rewatch watch that. Old-timey movies, you know, from that yeah, era. Yeah. So. Old RQO era. Yeah. Yeah. Orson Welles written. Orson Welles movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. So, um, yep, that's yep. all we have. Um, if you have anything, uh, comments that you want to talk about, especially regarding the Sean Connery thing, Please yeah. write to us. Tell us your give view. us your view. Yeah. Tell us why tell us you view, think what you feel like that is, you know. And yeah, like, let's just have yeah. a conversation about it. Like, you know? Will you rewatch House of Cards knowing that Kevin Spacey is a is a is a child predator? 
maybe maybe not you know let us know in the comments you know it's yeah yeah it's interesting to know all these viewpoints and yeah yeah um that's all the time we have for today um please stay safe it's still cmco uh don't be rash about it you know let's let's make sure that we end the year well um yeah the final two months of the year yeah yeah yep yep yep. just be safe and uh yeah that's all we have my name is garrick and my name is Derek. And you're listening to Are We Rolling? We'll catch you again next time. See you.